From Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Jeremiah Freeman. This is Zoom Room, a youth-produced podcast where we zoom into a different theme or topic through interviews and conversations relevant to us, the youth of Alaska. For this episode, we're going to talk about communicating with spirits from the past. Chloe Miguel is a psychic medium in Anchorage. Or um, intuitive medium, spirit medium. I do mediumship and um, intuitive readings. And I also teach new students. (laughs) Her mission is to lovingly and compassionately meet people's spiritual needs through psychic readings. At Me producers Quinn White, Daisy Carter, and AJM Bao all spoke with Miguel about her work. She talks about how she got into psychic mediumship, how the COVID-19 pandemic really didn't affect her work all that much, and how we all have the ability to communicate with spirits. So, Chloe, can you tell us a little bit about what your career looked like before you got into what you do now? Yeah, because um, this was not expected. <laughs> I was going to say, this seems like, I, I'm really curious, you know, like, uh, yeah, how does this journey go? Yeah, so it's weird. It goes weirdly. That's how it goes. Um, so I actually was a massage therapist for a lot of years, and I owned a massage therapy clinic in Anchorage, and I had a business partner and, you know, lots of clients. And we did that for a long time, like, I don't know, 10 or 12 years, I think 12 years or something. And so I was in my early 40s when the spirits started showing up. So yeah, it was it was it was not it was not um, a planned thing. It wasn't something I was searching for. It just started happening. So yeah, I had a totally different, like a different. I mean, I guess not totally different. You know, massage therapy is sort of. I guess it's an alternative healing modality, so it's can be in the new age realm. Some, I suppose. Yeah, so that's what I did before this. And then, um, did you want me to tell you, like, how it happened? You know, I would love to know the story. <laughs> okay. So, so I was working with clients, you know, and they, you know, your clients come in and they come into your private room and they tell you about their problems, you know, like what hurts or whatever. And um, I was interested in psychic development. So I guess I always kind of thought there was something there, but I really was not interested in mediumship. So for example, if I was reading about psychic development and the book would come to a chapter on mediumship, I would just close the book because <laughs> I wasn't interested. It kind of scared me. Um, so it wasn't something I wanted, but I started seeing these flashes of light and they were, they appeared to me to be purple and I didn't really know what they were, um, but I started seeing them quite a bit. And there was a lady who worked in my office who was, you know, pretty into the new age stuff. And she told me, oh, it's your spirit guides or it's angels. And I thought, okay, well, that's nice. (laughs) You know, I'll I'll take that. Um, My eye doctor confirmed there wasn't anything going on with my eyes. I didn't have any retinas detaching, nothing like that. Um, So when I would see the purple lights flashing, I would just say, thank you for coming. You know, I mean, that's nice of them to show up when I'm working on a client. And then one day I had a client come in and it was a new client and she was standing across on the other side of my table from me. And she was explaining to me about her neck pain. And as I was talking to her, I saw a flash right next to her and it was a much larger flash than I'd seen before. And I knew, like, I just, I don't know how to explain it other than it was a very strong connection. And I knew that there was a spirit person who wanted to talk to her and I knew who it was. 
And I was standing there like, do I say something? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you don't want to ambush people. And you're also like, I mean, I could be wrong. I mean, so it was just so overwhelming. I did tell her what was going on and she acknowledged it. And all of this information came through and she acknowledged all of it. And it really blew me away. So that was the first time that it happened like that. And then it started happening more and more. Clients would come in for massage appointments and they would bring their spirit people with them. <laughs> and they would, I would see a big flash of light and, you know, it would startle me. And so as I would be massaging someone, I would get very startled and I would jump and scream, which isn't, you know, it startles everyone. And then I'd have to tell them what was going on. And it just, it became something that I needed to pursue. So I started looking into it and finding, you know, teachers and other mediums and learning about it so that I could pursue it. And eventually I left the massage profession altogether to pursue this full time. Have you ever had any psychic experience before this incident? Um, yes and no. I didn't pay a lot of attention to it when I was a child. I would uh, see things out of the corner of my eye. I would have, you know, mediumship experiences. Mediumship and psychic are a little bit, they're different. Um, but it's, it always really scared me. And I really didn't want to have those experiences. And it pushed me away. I pushed it away um, when I was a child. I remember that. And then, you know, we've all had those things where you just know something. I think everybody's had that. Yeah. Could you maybe talk a little bit about more, like, what were these experiences, you know, you had as a child? Yeah. So, um, well, actually, there was an experience I had as an adult. I had a premonition. I knew that when my grandmother was going to die, I had a dream. And it wasn't like she was dead in the dream. It was just, I saw her laying down and she was wearing black. And I just knew, like, I knew she was going to die. And so, you know, I called her and talked to her. Of course, didn't tell her what I saw. I just wanted to to connect with her and, you know, say hello. And then a month later, she was diagnosed with brain cancer and she passed away a few months after that. So that was, that was probably the strongest premonition I had as an adult. So as a child, I would see, you see out of the corner of your eye and sometimes, you you know, you see like a flash or a shadow or something like that. And I would see that a lot as a child. And um, my dad had a brother who passed away in Vietnam. And I remember there's one experience that really scared me. I was, I had closet doors in my room that had wood grain, you know, you could see the wood grain in it. And I remember I was in my room by myself and I looked up at the closet doors and there was a soldier in the closet doors and it terrified me. You know? oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it terrified me. You know, those experiences there was, um, and I really didn't want it. I mean, I was so scared, you know, I really, really didn't want it. So anytime I would see something that, um, out of the corner of my eye that I could see a person or something like that, I just, you know, turned away and didn't want it. Wow. So you were kind of rejecting your, um, you know, these abilities. That's interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it terrified me, you know? Um, and then there's so much we just don't know about the spirit world. So on the one hand, I was terrified of it. And on the other hand, I, I wasn't even sure if I believed it even existed. So I spent a lot of my life, like, I think I could always feel the spirit presences, but I was so terrified of it. Cause like my whole life, you know, I, if I was in an old house or something like that, where there's been a lot of energy, I would get freaked out and I really didn't like it, you know, like, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, 
I lived in places in, in an apartment that was in this old building. And I remember like every night I would just have to be completely under the covers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's, that's interesting. I was just going to say, so I could always feel them around, but I don't think I realized it. I, all I knew was that I had this irrational fear of ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. So you mentioned earlier about how, you know, you saw, um, or you saw your grandmother and you saw, you know, a soldier at your, um, in your closet, which yeah. is terrifying. <laughs> um, so how now, how does your, you know, ability, um, manifest? So now it's a lot more controlled. Um, when it first started in a way that was like, I was making a connection and information was flowing. I didn't, it, they would just come when I was with a massage client. It happened pretty frequently. And eventually like clients started coming in and being like, okay, who's here for me today? And it was very, it was a lot stronger in those days. It's actually diminished and gotten um, much more subtle because you attune to it. You know, so when you go into mediumship development and mediumship training with ethical and well-developed and well-advanced mediums, you become more attuned to it. It's so it, it can be more subtle. So now it's really subtle and I do still see the flashes, but not as often. And it's mostly just in my mind. So images come into my mind and then I tell my clients and they confirm it. Or sometimes I'm wrong. That happens too. Chloe, I am, I wish you could see me. I'm sitting here like with my jaw on the floor, like my hand over my mouth. And I, you know, I am so curious. How do people react when you tell them what you see? Um, you mean like what, if I'm with a client? Yeah. Well, sometimes, a lot of times they cry because it resonates with them and they know exactly what I'm talking about. My readings can really vary and it, you can't communicate with every single spirit perfectly well. Like some spirits, it'll just be these vague impressions and it never really comes together in a story. And some spirits, it's like they're right there with you and you can feel them and like hear what they're saying. And, and the, of course, those are the readings we love, right? <laughs> you know, um, when the information is so perfect. But so what I ask for my clients to do is I give them the information and I ask them to just validate it. You know, do you understand what I'm saying, you know, or don't you? And if they don't, that's okay. Um, it just means that either they don't remember it or I'm getting it wrong somehow, or it's just not, there's something lost in translation and that's okay. It happens. Sure. So what does a typical session look like with a client? So the way I do my readings is I don't offer a separate psychic or mediumship reading. So let me just pause here and explain the difference between psychic and mediumistic. Psychic work is connecting with your client's energy. You can know what's going on with them, past, present, and future, anything that comes through. And so for me, most of psychic stuff comes as visual or emotions. So I either just feel it or I see images. And sometimes it's symbolic and sometimes it's not. It's sort of a discernment thing. So that has to do with communicating with your client. Hopefully, you know, your spirit guides and their spirit guides are working together to help facilitate that. Um, mediumistic is when you are connecting with somebody who's passed, a loved one who's crossed over to the other side. And so they're, they're actually different energies and not all psychics are mediums, but to be a medium, you have to have psychic ability because while it's a different energy, it uses your psychic facilities. 
Um, and what I mean by that is like for all of your regular senses, you know, your, your sixth sense or your five senses, you know, touch, smell, taste, whatever, there's a, there is a corresponding psychic sense. So for example, I'll use the one that everybody knows about is clairvoyance. Okay. So you see with your eyes, you know, clairvoyance is clear seeing and it, you are seeing in your mind, you get images in your mind. So it's not like a movie plays in your mind. It's more like a memory where it's subtle and kind of fuzzy. So when a client comes in, what I do is I ask them to not tell me anything. And I just say, I'm going to tune in and see what comes for you. And it may be psychic. It may be mediumistic. I'm never sure. So I just give them what I get. And once the information stops coming, then they have a chance to ask me questions. So most of my readings will include some psychic and some mediumistic. So speaking of that, um, do you have to be like in the same room to read somebody? Not at all. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't actually, which is great because, you know, here in Alaska, it's not like we have this huge like psychic medium community where, (laughs) you know, where I can like, you know, come together with my colleagues and stuff and and learn and develop um no actually you don't in fact all of my readings are over zoom or over the phone i don't even have an office that people come to Mm, so how was quarantine for you great okay (laughs) (laughs) so i've always had a virtual practice and i haven't been doing this very long i've only been doing this a few years um but i've always had a virtual practice And so the biggest difference for me was that I had a a lot more clients choosing to use Zoom instead of phone. Before um, the pandemic, most people chose phone because they weren't all that familiar with Zoom. I've been using Zoom for, I don't know, like four or five years. And because I had another job, I worked for my sister for a while and we used Zoom there. But I've used to always use Zoom, you know, when I was learning mediumship and, and I still do for, you know, for ongoing development. So yeah, it was, for me, it was fine. People got really used to having Zoom meetings. It was great. I was about to say, wow, you were using Zoom before all the cool kids were. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that was the biggest difference. And I noticed that a lot more people chose Zoom instead of phone, which I, I, I don't have a, it works either way. You know, energy is energy is energy. And I've read for people all over the world. I've read for people in New Zealand, Australia, France, England, the Philippines. Wow, that's fascinating. You know, when doing these um, readings, can you kind of get a good feel? Or can you read someone's aura? So aura reading is a whole other thing. And I don't really, I guess all the energy is in your aura. So I guess technically that's what I'm doing when you're reading. An aura is just someone's energetic field. So when you're, when you get a feeling from someone, you get a feeling, you know, I'm, we've all had that feeling where like you meet someone and it's just something just doesn't sit right with you. You're reading their energetic field, which is their aura. But as far as like reading their auric colors and that sort of thing, that isn't something that I really focus on. But your aura is just your energetic field and everybody can sense that. We'll be right back. Alaska Teen Media Institute is looking for youth to join our team. As a youth producer, you can conduct interviews like the one you're listening to right now, edit audio, record voiceovers, help write scripts, and much more. All of that is paid work. 
If you're between the ages of 13 and 24, living in Alaska and interested in joining at me, go to alaskateenmedia.org slash join. You can also email us at news at alaskateenmedia.org. Now back to our interview with Chloe Miguel. Do all like psychics do like the same practice like as you do? What do you mean exactly? I mean, like, um, how should I say this? Use the same practices as you do. I guess with lack of a better term, like, is there a method to this madness? Like, you know, like, is this something that, you know, like, is there like, is there like a recipe to doing this or does everybody kind of have their own unique way? Um, yes and no. <laughs> There's a lot of both ways there. Um, everybody does have their own unique way of connecting. And that's part of what your unfoldment or your development is when you when you develop those abilities is learning how it works for you. So every psychic and medium is different in that way. And you have to learn how, how you work and, and what works for you. There are some practices, you know, developing, sitting in the power and developing yourself and doing um, exercises to strengthen your abilities. So those are, those are things that we have in common. And then of course, I really do believe everybody should take professional development because if you don't, you're likely to do something unethical or, you know, you don't want to say things to your client that are hurtful. I, I definitely feel like our, our first, you know, objective is to really, you know, not harm anybody. <laughs> So I, I think along those lines, you know, there should be some common practices. I don't know that there are. Um, all of the psychics and mediums that I work with are mediums and psychics who are in development with other professional psychics and mediums. So I haven't really run into that, but I know it's a wild west out there of psychic mediums. Yeah, on that note, you know, we did some research and found out that the psychic industry, according to a study done in 2020, is a $2.2 billion industry. Um, and do you think that all of the psychics, you know, benefiting off of, you know, that industry are actual psychics? Um, I think everybody has psychic ability. So I, I don't think that, I certainly, as in, every field has its frauds. Okay. Um, and certainly there are frauds in the psychic and mediumistic industry. Um, that said, I do believe that everybody has the ability to do this. Some people are going to be more ethical and some people are going to just have better skills and better abilities. Like, you know, those people who you see on TV, those really well-known mediums, those people are really, they're, they're like your prodigies of mediumship. Like John Edward, I think, I don't know if you guys remember John Edward, he had a show mm -hmm. on TV and you know, he was a prodigy. Like he was doing this very well at like 16. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just like some people have are musical prodigies. A lot of people can play music and can play music well, but not everybody is a Mozart. Um, so I, I do think that there may be people out there who will try to dupe you. And of course you have to use your discernment as a consumer. And if somebody is not giving you good evidence or is, you know, telling you that you need to pay them more. I guess there's a lot of that out there too. Well, you have these things going wrong in your energy field and, you know, you need to pay me more to clear this up. You know, that's not okay. Mm -hmm. So being an informed consumer is part of it. Um, I happen to be really fortunate in that I just haven't run into that. And like I said, but I run in circles of well-trained mediums. So ethics are a very important part of what we do. Mm-hmm. 
You know, Chloe, this might be kind of off track, but um, it just reminded me. I'm sure, I'm sure I've told this story in an at me meeting before, but um, when I used to live in New York, one day I got off the train in Midtown and I got off the train and this woman came up to me and she was like, I need to talk to you. She was uh-huh. like, she was like, I need to talk to you. Like your aura is screaming at me. And I was not, you know, I was having kind of like a rough day. So I was like, oh my God, it's a sign. I was like, it's a sign she needs to talk to me. And she like, she sat down with me and she like took out all these crystals like out of this bag and she was talking to me and she was like, I see like fame and fortune in your future, like blah, blah, blah. And I was like, wow, this is so great. And then she told me, she was like, okay, well now we need to go to the ATM. You need to give me $120. Oh. <laughs> and I went, I went, you know, I don't have $120 to give you. And she went, that's fine. I could do 60. And I went, ma'am, I don't have any money to give you. And she went, she stood up and she told me, she went, none of your dreams are going to come true. Okay. So <laughs> that is not okay. That is a hundred percent not okay. Um, I don't know if she was legitimate or not. It sounds like she just wanted to scam you out of money. I think so. I think so. It just, it made me giggle. That's, that's a scam artist. That's like the guys that like wash your windshield and then demand money. Like I didn't ask you to wash my windshield. So right there, ambushing people with a reading is not okay. Like I will never do that. Like, I'm not going to do that. First of all, I have very strong boundaries. So spirits do not come to me when I'm out in public, which is completely fine with me. I don't want spirits coming up to me while I'm at the grocery store, right? That would be overwhelming. It, it would be overwhelming. And you have to be able to live your life. So like when I'm not working, I'm not aware of anything. Like, I mean, I allow my loved ones to come around and my spirit guides, you know, um, but I don't have other people's. It has to be a very strong spirit to break through, to come through that. Um, so ambushing people with a reading not okay even if you feel like there's a spirit coming through to you and you need to tell them something it's like you have to ask their permission um and then demanding money for it no that's a scam that's a scam artist (laughs) and then telling you that your dreams aren't going to come true she makes it sound like that you know she's going to put a curse on you that's also not okay and not true well i appreciate it now i feel better now that you say it's not true because it's um, not true i believe you um but (laughs) you know getting back to you know what we're talking about. Can you tell me a little bit about how you use tarot cards in your work? So I am not a traditional tarot card reader. I've read books on tarot cards, but I haven't really spent a huge amount of time studying them. I use them more like oracle cards. And you're probably like, what's the difference? Well, tarot has like a very specific way that people use it. And the cards have these very specific meanings. I like to just shuffle them and pull a few. And whatever my attention is drawn to in the card is where is what I think is important. So it may be, you know, part of the card's meaning and it may not. I feel like it's just there to like spark my intuition. Like, and you can really use anything as an oracle. How might like picking a card can tell a person's past, present, and future? Well, it may or it may not. It might just tell you what you need to know or it might not tell you anything at all. Um, it, it's just about like what you're, for me, you know, a non-tarot person, it just is like what my attention is drawn to. So for example, I might pull a card and look at it and see the sky in the card. And it makes me think of airplanes and flying. And then I might think, oh, like you have an upcoming trip. You're, you're going on a trip on an airplane. Um, there's going to be, and then it might come to me like, oh, it's going to be, you're going to see some family, but I see that you're also doing some work there. You know, and then usually people will say like, yeah, I understand what you're talking about. Sometimes they say no, but most of the time they understand what I'm talking about. But the card that I pulled isn't a card that like says, 
It's not the, like, airplane trip card. <laughs> Do you also get visions of people who have passed away? Um, yes. When I'm doing readings, when I'm working for someone and I'm doing a mediumship reading, I will get an image in my mind of their loved one on the other side. Um, sometimes it's it's pretty accurate, and sometimes it's just sort of a vague image. Um, sometimes they'll want to show me like a really specific detail. Like they might show me really close up their skin and I would see like, oh, you know, this guy shaved twice a day. Like he has really a really close shave and that was really important to him. Like, you know, some kind of details like that. Um, other times it's just, I have the idea that, oh, this was a big guy, you know? You know, before this interview, I, I kind of got obsessed and I did a super deep dive on your website and I listened to the podcast that you were on a couple years ago and I found out that you used to like not really believe in like psychic work and psychic abilities. Um, as someone who was, you know, a non-believer, what do you say to like now that you do have these um, psychic abilities? What do you say to those non-believers? Um, I, I guess I wasn't really a non-believer. I just wasn't sure because I always had an interest in it. And what I've discovered since then is that people who have an interest in it generally have some ability, whether they're able to recognize it or not. So I wouldn't say I was like a straight up absolute non-believer. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't bother me if people don't believe in what I would say to them is like, great, that's the path that they're on. You know, it's not, it's not for everybody and that's okay. I mean, I'm not going to try to convince them otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, Chloe, I have to ask you, like, when you tell people what you do, how do they react? Do they do they think you're kooky? Do they think that are they all about it? I am really curious to know. You'd be surprised how many people are actually like open to it. Um, I don't tell everybody like in my neighborhood, for example, I have some neighbors that I've never even told. And I have another neighbor who knows exactly what I do. Um, I, I sort of feel it out and over time I've become more open about what I do like in the beginning I was very in the closet with it because you know you don't want people to think you're crazy or kooky or whatever and you don't know what people's reaction is going to be but over time I've become you know more open with it and it's pretty frequent that I'll tell people what I do and they're like oh wow and they want to know about it or they want to tell answers. me <laughs> yeah or they want to know their they want to tell me their experiences it's it's pretty interesting like a lot of people I mean, yeah, clearly. I mean, I'm over here telling you about mine. I've had better ones. I've had better ones, to be fair. You know, you said that you believe that everybody has a little bit of psychic ability. But I'm really curious, like, I mean, you said it yourself. Some people have it more than others. I mean, I've never, I've never seen, like, these flashes of light that you're talking about. So... Well, those flashes of light didn't start till I was in my 40s. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. So there's still time for me. There's, there's still, still time. time. Okay. So I guess, can anyone be a psychic? Uh, really? I think so. I think if you're interested in it and you want to develop it, you can. It might take a lot of development. Um, but I mean, that's my belief. I think, you know, like I said, it's like sports or musical instrument. Everybody has some natural ability and, you know, some people are going to have more natural ability than others, but there's psychics out there who are way better than me. And there's other people out there who aren't as good as I'm sort of like a middle of the road psychic, really. I mean, I'm a better medium than I am psychic. Most psychic mediums are going to be better at one or the other, but yeah, I actually believe anybody can develop it. Everybody can develop their intuition. I think I might 
you know what i guess kind of to wrap up our do it do it i i would love to know you know what what can i do to kind of tap into my own psychic ability so i love this thank you so much for asking that's awesome just start you just start. Um, I have an exploring your abilities worksheet that I will send you. And it has a um, like a reading list to get started with. Because when this started happening to me, I was like insane with reading everything inside. I was like, you know, diving into every book that came across my path. I suggest if you don't already have a, a, a deck of tarot to get a tarot deck, you know, if you don't like it, get another one. There's there are all different kinds of tarot. A really good one to start with. My favorite one that I keep coming back to is the Robin Wood Tarot. And that's Robin, the name Robin, and Wood, the last name Wood. And um, it's based off of the Rider Waite deck, which is a really good basic starter deck, but it's, the pictures are better. Um, and just start looking at it and seeing where your intuition is drawn. Also, to understand that your intuition and your imagination are intricately linked. Your imagination is how these things come to you. So to brush it off, is this just your imagination? Yes, it's, it's your imagination, but it's also right. So using, using your, your intuition, you know, trying to guess like what color somebody's going to be wearing when they show up or, um, you know, um, who's going to call you next or, you know, under, you know, getting a feel for like when your friends are going to contact you, just all kinds of psychic exercises out there. Like in the morning, what's your day going to be like, you know, th those sorts of things. Um, there's also all kinds of classes. I mean, there's a zillion teachers out there teaching psychic and mediumistic development. If you feel it, this is what I always tell my clients, you know, start reading books, whatever you're drawn to, websites, whatever, whomever you're drawn to, start reading it, absorbing it, and you can always take the best and leave the rest. So some of the material will resonate with you and some of it won't. And it's okay if not all of it resonates with you and you don't have to do everything that every psychic mediumship teacher out there tells you to do. It's just whatever resonates with you. I'm really excited now. Oh, and <laughs> meditation. Meditation. You got to start meditating if you're not meditating. Oh gosh. I meditating so hard for me. I can't like stay still. I'm like, okay. So let me tell you about meditation. It is not, it's not what you think it is. You do not have to clear your mind. You just have to sit there and try to clear your mind. Try to focus on your breath or something like that. You will have thoughts come in. You will, you will, 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 will have thoughts come in. Even the Dalai Lama's mind wanders. So, you know, if, if a Buddhist monk mind wanders, ours are certainly going to wander. It's okay. Just notice when, you're wa when your mind is wandering and bring it back to whatever you're focusing on, your breath or, you know, if you're repeating a word in your mind or something like that. There's a lot of different ways to meditate. It's just important that you start. And even guided meditations are super helpful. Do you ever use Headspace or anything like that? Yeah. Headspace has a ton of really good, they have all kinds of meditations from fully guided for everything you could possibly imagine to completely unguided meditations. Yeah, well, I'm super excited to start my psychic journey. Yeah, I'm thrilled. <laughs> awesome. Well, we really appreciate your time, Chloe. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, well, you guys have a great day then. You too. That was Chloe Miguel, a psychic medium, speaking with Atme producers Quinn White, Daisy Carter, and AJM Bao. You've been listening to Zoom Room, a production of Alaska Teen Media Institute. Our show's theme music is by Kendrick Whiteman. Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Denina people whose land we work on. Many thanks to supporters of our podcast, including Spirit of Youth and United Way of Anchorage. 
The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our programs and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. It's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like Atme. Just go to patreon.com slash alaskateenmedia. You can also help out by subscribing to, rating, or writing a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all sorts of updates. From Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Jeremiah Freeman. Thanks for listening.